eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And uh, this is a podcast I do not want to record. Uh, but uh, there are so many questions with college football reportedly on the brink of canceling its 2020 fall season. According to the Detroit Free Press, Chris Solari reporting the Big Ten has voted, the presidents of those universities have voted not to play football, and we're expecting an announcement from the Big Ten on that possibly by Tuesday, according to multiple reports. It has been an interesting couple days for college football and dating back to last week you have some hope that college football is coming back. You have the Big Ten and so many of these conferences releasing schedules for the fall and what it could look like. You have the Illini starting practice along with many programs starting practice and then all of a sudden just a couple days later the MAC cancels its season and now the Big Ten reporting on the brink of canceling its season. The Pac-12 could be next. And where's the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 go from there? Uh, but it certainly feels like the college football season is slipping through our fingers. Not that it's a surprise, but the timing of all of this is very interesting. And myself, uh, who covers this sport, I'm left with many questions that I don't have answers to. I'm, I'm left searching of you know, what to write, what to say. Uh, and I know one of my colleagues I'm closest with, Joey Wagner, Decatur Herald Review, uh, who's covered this beat for the last couple of years, feels the same way. And we're kind of chatting back and forth. I'm like, do you just want to do a podcast? Because I have questions um, that I don't have answers to about all of this. And he said, sure. And uh, we had a little bit of a group therapy session, just what's going on. And while we don't have any answers for you, I think we bring up the questions uh, that college football faces, that college athletics faces moving forward after all of this. So Joey and I had a not so fun, but I think interesting conversation about Big Ten football on the brink of not happening for the 2020 fall. My conversation with Joey Wagner coming up next on the Alana Enquirer podcast. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, it is Monday, August 10th. And uh, what a Monday it is, is it looks like the college football world, or at least especially in the Big Ten, uh, is uh, start, stopping before it starts. Uh, and Jeremy Warner, Line Inquirer publisher here, I, I just talked with Joey. We've been talking back and forth. I'm like, let's just do a pod because I, I have so many thoughts. I don't know what to write, uh, but I have so many questions. And uh, Joey, Chris Solari from the Detroit Free Press reports that the Big Ten has voted to uh, stop its season. That would be the university president's uh, voting on that. Um, we saw Dan Patrick earlier in the day. Uh, report that Iowa and Nebraska were the only Big Ten universities that voted to play football. And um, I, I think it's something we, we thought could happen, uh, but the timing of it we can get into, but uh, the reality of it is just, it's sad uh, for so many different reasons. And it's just jarring for, for what our world is, for the college football world. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I guess there's so many different places to start that I don't know entirely which one of those places to focus on. I mean, I, I think we've talked about this, Jeremy. A question I have is just the timeline of events and how we got from from last Wednesday when they announced this revamped schedule and you know a schedule that, mind you, wasn't pushed back. I mean, this was still going to start September third, and which I thought was interesting at the time. And now I find even more interesting. And then not but a week later, that's it for all of it. I mean, I what happened? I mean, if you look at it on the big picture, nothing really has changed from Wednesday to Monday. But something has changed, and that change obviously is resulting in the reporting of, of no Big Ten football this fall. We'll see what that means moving forward. But something happened in that window, and I, I you know, maybe it was a louder, "Hey, what are we doing here?" I, I don't know, yeah. and I, that's one of my biggest questions: is what happened. And that's my biggest thing that I'm pretty kind of upset about is uh, I'm not surprised um, of the you know, university presidents or, you know, even if it's ADs or chancellors, whatever it is of being like, oh, can we really pull this off? But I would have figured they would answer that a month ago or two months ago before you brought students back on campus, before you started football practice, right? Or before you announced a new schedule where it's like, hey, we're going to try and do this earlier. Like you said, um, what if what if certain kids got hurt the last couple days of football practice, uh, had serious injuries? Or what if a kid contracted the virus while he was practicing with his teammates or, or getting ready to practice? All of those things are very concerning to me. And it just speaks towards a very, very flawed practice 
practice. And I'm with you. Uh, the numbers are concerning uh, of COVID and everything. We don't know everything about it. And we've seen some reports of, of players uh, having some serious issues. We've seen MLB player, pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez, having serious health issues and complications from this. So while the risks are low uh, for for young people and, and especially of, of this caliber of shape, there's still a risk for people. Um, but that hasn't changed in the last month. So that that's what I, I want to know the most is, what has changed uh, in, in the last couple of days to force this? I mean, Kevin Warren has always kind of, you know, said we don't know if football is going to happen, but even he is sitting there on the announcement show on Big Ten Network, getting good ratings at seven thirty in the morning. Uh, it, it, you know, talking about a schedule. Right. It's, it's like, what was the point of all of that um, if this was where it was leading? Um, so, yeah, that's the big question is timing. And then, of course, is how big of a domino is this? Um, the Mac cancels. Then all of a sudden we start to see reports. The Big Ten's thinking of canceling. The Pac-12, I think, will be right behind them. But it seems like the ACC and SEC, which have all along have seemed so gung-ho, even the Big 12, I, I think it's going to be very hard for them uh, to, to move forward and try to play if the Big Ten is not and try to explain that and all of this. Um, but what's the ramifications if the SEC decides to, to go forward or ACC? And that's where the lack of NCAA power here, the lack of NCAA um, you know, use, uh, being able to be out there. Where's Mark Emmert in all of this? Does he have any power in this? It certainly doesn't look like it. Uh, and that leads to even bigger issues down the line. But uh, the domino of the Big Ten, it seems like it'll bring the whole house of cards down here. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it sounds like maybe they'll have an official announcement Tuesday for, for what this is, is, according to the Free Press report. Are they just looking for other people to grab them by the hands and, and jump into this pool at the same time? You know, it sounded like in the West, man, 36 hours, 48 hours, I guess. It sounds like that's been the reporting is, hey, come along with us where, you know, this is where it's going, so let's go together. And if that's the case, I, but I, like you said, I don't know that every conference is going to jump on board with that yet. I mean, it, you're reading, you know, the Big 12 says we're going to, here we go, full speed. You know, we, we got a schedule coming and just don't know. And I, I think it has to be a domino, but. I've thought a lot of things in the course of the last four or five months and you can't, you don't always get there. So I, I don't know what's that. There's so many questions, man. Yeah, I mean, and, the the and, timing, the ramifications, everything. And the, the other question based off of that one, just going off of that one, I got another question. Do I, I want Nebraska go to the big 12 for a year. Can they, uh, you know, if they want to play, can they go play? Do they leave the conference? All, I, I don't think that'll happen, but it's not crazy in this, in this time. Uh, to think that something like that could happen. I've already seen reports that the SEC is trying to court Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> so it's, I mean, the NCAA, uh, I think the biggest thing, what is the implications of the NCAA model here? I mean, we've kind of seen the autonomous five, power five, acting differently, trying to push forward to playing while the Ivy League, FCS, Division Two, Division Three go their way. And then the MAC kind of starts the group of five. I think the group of five will definitely have to cancel now that the Big Ten has. But um, what changes with the NCAA? Did the Power Five try to go off and do their own thing? Or the SEC, I, I, it's, the, the implications of that are going to be fascinating to watch because if you just zoom out, you see so many issues with the NCAA, whether it's the lack of players' rights groups or an advocacy group or, you know, some people have said union, um, you know, all of that on board, name, image, and likeness. Whitman said the other day, we are at a, a fissure point, really, uh, of the NCAA and just the model that they have. And I think a big part of this is the NCAA and all these conferences don't want to be liable uh, for any of this. 
Um, but they also don't want players organizing and creating their own advocacy or union group because then their whole model is changed. But it feels like this could just push players to do that even more, Joey. You know, I remember, oh, this must have been a month ago now, uh, Illinois receiver Joshi Matterbebe, you know, tweeted out, I think it was, we need a union, right? And and I thought, why don't, yeah, I mean, I, I there's, look, there's so many, you know, pieces to this too, but every team should have one or two reps from each sport. And I mean, dude, Zoom is just our life now. I mean, it just is. I mean, they should have, like, get a conversation, let them have a seat at the table. And it seems like they're, you know, athletes are saying, yeah, we've not had a seat for way too long. Listen to us. I talked to you last night about this, Jeremy. Trevor Lawrence is just the biggest star in the game. He, I mean, the, the, there's no two ways about it. And I, whether you agree with this points or disagree with this points, you know, he's come out and saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what we're saying. Think of how fast this We Are United came together last night at, at 11.15 our time when this all came out. And there's something powerful. And again, the, the message is going to be, it maybe will change people's opinions, but the fact that there is a message, regardless of the contents of it, that's really impressive to me. That there, the athletes are saying, we, we know our values to every one of these universities. We would like to share our thoughts because it's the very least we can do. Well, and I know they have these sack groups, but if the players yeah. don't feel like they have that group or they don't have that voice, then that, that's an issue with those groups, uh, right? So may, maybe they need something more formal uh, than even that. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has more to gain by there being no season than anybody, right? I, I mean, some of these guys that did speak up the last couple of days, uh, no season could be good for them. Um, you know, Micah Parsons opting out, Rondale Moore, those guys didn't have anything really to gain by this kind of season moving forward. Uh, but to have him speak up, and, and I do think, you know, you saw this hashtag, we want to play, but also it did combine with this, we are united. So people just saying, hey, see, these kids want to play. Well, they want to play because they they also want a seat at the table. That, that's part of that, that fifth line they had in there is we want basically a, a student committee or a, a student group that advocates for us. And, and they feel they don't have that right now. So I, I still think that's still the same message of, hey, we are concerned about some things. But in all of this, we still want to play. Um, and a, I mean, Whitman all along. I mean, he's still talking, he was still talking last week about fans in the stands. So it's interesting to me that I think Whitman would have voted yes to play, but that his university president, um, Tim Colleen, seems to be voting no against that. And just the ramifications of that and the ramifications of you're still going to have students on campus. These are, these football players are still going to be on campus. So they're still going to be at risk and possibly more at risk without the motivation of not going out, not to, you know, go into any party or anything like that because they want to play football and they're, you know, responsible for their team. Uh, that's what kind of Trevor Lawrence was talking about is, is we're going to get tested more. We're going to take care of ourselves better uh, by, by not doing this, but you're still going to have those students on campus. It's just, you're probably not liable for them. Is, is that the big difference? That, that's what I want to hear. That's, I mean, that's, that line makes sense to draw in my eyes. I mean, it, you know, I saw a lot of, you know, people on Twitter saying, well, athletes are just going to go home. Like, are they? I, I mean, I don't Now they want to so. stay I mean, eligible, right? Right. And look, I would assume that maybe there'll still be some level of practice. I, I, I don't know. I mean, will there be any voluntary workouts that are extended? I mean, there, there's so many, <laughs> so many questions. And I, you know, and that's another question is, you know, Whitman, 
like you said, he, he talked about fans in the stands and, and here are all these pieces in place and broader than Illinois, but how active were presidents and chancellors in on these original talks right. to even get to the point of Wednesday? And were they, I mean, because it seems like they're saying, well, Hey, we're not trying to really be a part of this. Well, you've known this was going to happen. We think you were you know, at least given information on these. So where was that before? Maybe that's what changed. Maybe that's what changes. All of a sudden, these presidents and, and chancellors see the Mac get canceled. They're like, wait, wait, we're doing this? Well, yeah, you've been building up to that. I, I don't know if that's the case, but that's the question. Think a schedule release meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are doing football. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of amazing to me. I mean, Chancellor Jones, Robert Jones, was on that call to, to fans. So Tim Colleen has had to know this was going to happen. And even since then, that was mid-July, late July, that they did that call. The numbers still aren't great, um, but but they're still the same kind of numbers they were a couple weeks ago. So that's that's what's amazing. Um, you know, if there is a spring season, if we can pull it off, right? Um, who plays? You know, for Illinois, I think most of these guys need some game tape. But if you're Josh and Matt Torbebe or Alex Pelcheski or Nate Hobbs or even a guy like Kendra Green, are those guys questioning playing? I think it's just the day one, day two guys, the first through third round picks that wouldn't play. Um, but how do you pull that off? Can you pull that off? Can you pull it off and have two football seasons within the same calendar year? Um, those are all huge questions. Eligibility. Roster <laughs> um, limits. Yeah. Scholarship how, limits. How I many mean, scholarships? So many. Trayvon Sidney, before we jumped on, we, we both saw his tweet and it's like, well, what's the NFL doing? Are they going to delay anything? Well, you know, this this isn't just what does NCAA look like. We saw the NBA kind of adapt to NCAA and, and push everything back, and maybe that created a few more headaches for some coaches, but it gave the kids the best opportunity to make their decision. And will the NFL do that? I mean, they there's so many – you know, I don't know. And if it doesn't, boy, does that hurt some of these kids who have to decide yeah. – you know, I, I do a lot of high school coverage too, Jeremy, you know that. And, you know, when the IHSA moved to the spring, I thought if I'm a division one kid or even a scholarship kid, I'm not playing in the spring. If I've got a spot locked down, yeah. I could try to graduate early or I'm just not going to risk an injury that would impact me, you know, when I get to my college in three months. And the same could be said is when I get to my paycheck in three months, mm-hmm. if you're an NCAA kid going to do the NFL, and, you know, how does that work? And, you know, I, I was kind of talked off the, the ledge a little bit with the IHSA stuff and, and understanding that, you know, most kids are red shirts other than the top. But it kind of comes down to the same thing. If you're a top 50 kid, you are probably you might not red shirt in college. Well, if you're yeah. a first day draft pick, you're not going to red shirt, you know, for lack of better terms in the NFL. So how does how does this all balance out? And what does this mean for kids who, you know, the, Illinois has a lot of kids, Jeremy, who are on the, I don't want to say on the friends, there's going to be a lot of, you know, I would say a handful of kids drafted in the NFL draft, but a season could really make that handful a lot more kids or maybe in better position. So what does all of this mean? Yeah. I think Palcheski could have asserted himself as a higher draft pick. I think Nate Hobbs could have really helped himself. I, I think a guy that doesn't matter maybe is Blake Hayes. Right, I don't think he can up his stock much more, but uh, a guy like a Matt Torbebe had more to prove. And you know, now just does he t- sit out, not want to risk injury, work out, kind of like Batiku did. You know, Batiku now, 
if you look back on it, it actually ends up being a good decision. Uh, not that he knew about the pandemic when he made that decision, but he's making an NFL paycheck right now. He got into the league and he wasn't going to have a, another season possibly. So uh, it's interesting to look at it that way. And the other thing about high school kids, Joey, is now I was talking with Josh Geske, the, the newest line I commit, and he's thinking of early enrolling. Because, you know, if, if he can get in the spring, if he's not going to play a spring season, he can get in early, get a head start. But also, if they're now that there might be, not be most likely isn't a Big Ten football season, he might not early enroll because then he'd have to take a red shirt in the spring if there's a season. So all, all of that stuff that's up in the air. And as you said, the scholarship limits, are they going to allow 115 scholarships next year? Um, what happens in the portal? Uh, does anyone have to clear space to bring in the kids that they signed? Uh, all of that stuff is just uh, – I can't, you have to have a plan moving forward. You can't just cancel the season and say, we don't know. That, that's really unfair, and you feel so terrible. I mean, you feel bad for, for Whitman and the decisions he has to make, and we'll discuss that here in a second. You feel bad for Lovey Smith and his staff that they don't have a season and what could be a huge year for them, uh, at least in the fall. But you mostly feel for these these young men um, that and and all these these student athletes, you know, women, men, whatever whatever sport they're in, because this is not just going to be football. Obviously, this is going to cancel everything. Yeah, and you know, quickly is you feel bad talk about like, even graduate transfers, Jeremy. Someone like you know Blake Jarosadi, Daniel E. Matter, Baby, uh, Roderick Perry. These kids who. You know, had a chance. Roderick Perry in a huge sense, right? Going from FCS to Big Ten, and who already had some some good draft buzz. But boy, if you really play well in the Big Ten, and, and oh my gosh, all of a sudden you're you're really things are looking up for you. And you know, that's I know that's such a small picture of this, but you know, I saw our, our friend Robert Rosenthal mentioned it. Luke Ford, I mean, yeah. Luke Ford, man, missed a whole season, lost his grandfather, thought he was going to have a a revenge year that. And look, maybe that revenge year comes in the spring. I don't want to sound like we're ruling that out. I, I think there are so many logistic questions about the spring that, you know, it's hard for me to get too far down that path until they announce it. But, you know, scholarships are, are huge. I mean, there's a lot of full scholarships on, on football and basketball teams that maybe don't exist across all at all universities, across every other sport. You know, there's probably more partials than some of the Olympic sports. You know, that, that's just a, that's another financial commitment if you give them that extra year. There's a lot, man. There's so much yeah. to unpack. And, and of course, on top of it all, this is just the biggest revenue generator for every college, you know, every college institution. And the other thing scholarships are is that they're expensive. And with no college football season, even just for the fall, um, now your expenses are going down if you don't do any sports. But I, I mean, I just did some quick calculation. That's going to be over five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 if you had 20 scholarships just for football uh, for next year. Um, and, and those are the, the things that, you know, Whitman was talking about. There's no plan for a, a 40, $50 million shortfall, um, of, of what this will look like. And they still got to pay those scholarships, right? That, that's not something they can get out of and they shouldn't get out of, um, the, the decisions now, I mean, the financial decisions of how this will impact, not just your hockey project, which is kind of a glamor thing, or, you know, your up in basketball upgrade, it's your sports. Right? Can can you feasibly? Put the on. Yeah. Can you can you have these sports uh, for the next couple of years? And you know, Josh mentioned last week. You know, twenty million loss was, was about what they projected. Go, you know, that was with the the thought that there was going to be a football season, and then the projections changed from well, who can be in the stands for football and basketball? How many games are played? Well, now that number is zero, at least for football, or at least zero in the fall. Oh boy. Yeah. And and the other part is local economy um 
You know, I, I worry about that. I mean, it's inside baseball here. I worry about our industry. I mean, there's so many people saying, oh, there's so many guys rooting for, you know, in the media, rooting for sports not to happen. Listen, I, I've been more bummed the last couple of days personally than I have in a long time. And, and, and these last five months have given me a lot to be bummed about. But you kind of worked through that. You had this carrot that football could happen. Uh, you know, basketball could happen with the Illinois team you have coming back. Um, you know, four more months without sports is going to have huge ramifications across our industry. And, if it, you know, I hate to predict it, but I would predict a lot of jobs lost in our industry and more furloughs and all that. And it's it's scary. Um, so I, I am I am really bummed today. I was hoping they could pull this off. I, I could understand why they wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is this is not not fun. This is not fun for any of us. You know, I think the thing that that got me is and this is to no fun. I mean, look, programs that had had practices, they were going they were having practices because they were told go for it. You're, you know, you're starting here. You might want to get this thing moving. You know, the, the schedule date is September 3rd. I think that's what hurt for me a little bit is for us, at least for me, I get into this mode. It's like, okay, we're back in interviews. Yeah. How does, well, what do the receivers look like? What's the defensive line? It's like, this is fun to think about this again. And boy, when was the last time you thought about a lineup or, or told a feature story? You're know, not told a feature story, but, you know, really use that and built it around sports and that meeting. And then it's, you know, now I, I text my boss. I said, Hey, I know I was you know budgeted for this story today, but ah, it seems a little weird right now to write something. And it, you're right, man. The last four they were hard four or five months. Like, you know, again, I don't you know, I know not everyone's interested in what our lives look like day to day, but I mean, we, we, some of us got creative. We all got creative in a degree. We, we you know we took stories time to tell stories we wouldn't have otherwise had time to, to get to, and it was fun. And like you said, at the back end, it's always like. Ooh, let's just get to to August. And now I look back and think, kind of foolish to think, you know, let's get to August, September because, you know, not, you know, change. This was kind of a weird summer too, where the Fourth of July, I looked nationally at numbers. I thought, mm, okay, or Memorial Day weekend. I'm sorry. I was like, well, all right. And then by the Fourth of July, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a tough call here. And I don't. How do you do another four or five? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, right? Is we as a country have not handled this. We have not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be political or anything. But it's just the numbers. You can see it uh, compared to other countries, or we just aren't doing very well. And you know, if that motivates people to you know to stop, but I I don't know if it will. And uh, that's the hard part. Is you see this, and you, and you see on social media, and you see. You know, understandably, like there, there are things that I see. And I'm like, man, that, that doesn't make any sense or it makes you angry of why, why is this the way it's happening or all of that. But uh, it just feels like, you know, college football could have helped us bring back together. Right. And, and that was a hope of mine. You know, as we enter an election season, that's going to be really tough that you could have had these, the, the, you know, baseball is, is really struggling. And they're in much more of a bubble than college football. So I always had doubts. Can they really pull this off? Can they pull this off with hundreds of kids uh, on a team, on campuses of tens of thousands of other kids, right, and, and pull this off? No. I, I thought that, hey, if you, if you can pull off a couple games, awesome. You know, I thought they'd try and they'd get a couple games. They'd have to cancel others. And this would just be a really weird year. Um, but I think the, the trying and seeing it uh, could have brought some people together. I think baseball's done that a little bit. I think the NBA, obviously, once they get in the playoffs, can help a little bit. But college football for these communities means so much. And, and for such a small towns, you know, these small college towns across the country, I, I think it could have meant a lot. And, and to not possibly have that, most likely not have that, um, it's going to be tough to watch. 
So now, you, now I ask myself this morning when I read all this is what changes by like, I, I don't really expect to see much basketball before January in, in college, but what changes what, and again, it's another question is, well, how did we get here to this point? And what needs to change to get out of this point and play basketball? You got four or five months, and, right? You got to use them. And, and that's, what's so frustrating is I feel like me personally for the first three, three four months, I, I sacrificed a lot. We all did right? To, to try and get us back. And it feels like we're just back to where we were before or even worse. That's what maybe so ours with more information, but in terms of numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, I, what's really changed other than we know more. And I think maybe that's where some frustration with people, fans or, you know, yeah, we do know more and we have more, but we don't have a lot of long-term information, obviously. We've only known this things existed for eight or nine months. So I, I don't know. Something. How, how do we change? How do we get back to? You got to have a plan. To, Whether that's finding a way to do a bubble and are, are players involved? Like, um, you know, what do they get out of it? Is that going to force more of an NCAA players' rights yeah. thing? Um, you know, because are they going to be separated from their uh, the rest of the student population or our university presidents well, going to sign on? Can, will it be if if they do? You know, I saw Jeremy the same report. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah. The same report last week of you know maybe the Big Ten was in exploring i would say the idea of a bubble and, and so is it okay we across these conferences are going virtual learning and with virtual learning means we can pull off a bubble is that is that a something that has to happen i don't know i mean i but again i i've talked to my friend like my friend texted me said what's this mean for the nfl i was like are you in a bubble I don't know then. I don't know. Yeah. And they're paid. That's the difference there, right? It's a huge difference, it, it, right? Yeah, paid. no doubt. Um, and, you know, basketball, it, yeah, I, I think Illinois fans could almost live with Illinois football being canceled, even though this is a huge year for them. Huge um, year, man. There's so much. But I think everyone would be even more heart, way more heartbroken in this basketball season. But my prediction would, would be that they're going to try conference-only season, and I would think 26 games would be fun, but – I'm with you. Can, can they pull that off? Will, will university presidents allow that? What, what does the country look like in four or five months? No idea. No idea. I don't know, man. I, you know, I remember coming into, I think we talked in March, Jeremy. It's like, ah, oh, four or five months is still an awfully long way for, from now in football season. And four or five months later, it's like, that wasn't that long. It felt like forever, but it really wasn't that long. And, you know, are we hanging our hats on a vaccine? Is that what we're hanging our hats for to move forward? I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And I, Again, I just need to know what changed, how we yeah. got from last Wednesday to, to today. All I have are questions. Like, I, I don't even know what to write, Joey. Like, I'm sitting here going, like, what, what angle do I take? But it, just all I have are questions, and I don't think they still have the answers. And that's what players, like you said, Trayvon Sidney, he's going to want answers, man. And he deserves answers. And hey, man, there's a paycheck on the back end of this if these answers exist, right? I mean, th these kids are playing for – a career. I mean, in, in some instances, I know that that's maybe a little dramatic, but you know, I, I want answers to know how I'm going to get to the point that I've a always dreamed of and B am I going to feed myself, you know, in this professional career. Yeah. Well, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, what I, a I, bummer. I, what a bummer of a day. I'm weekend. really, I'm really interested to hear from Warren. I'm really interested to hear from Whitman. I, I'm really interested to hear from Tim Colleen, uh, the University of Illinois president, who reportedly didn't seem to vote yes on this. And uh, I'm really interested to see what the fallout is after the Big Ten. I, I think the Pac-12 will join them. Um, but uh, what happens with the Big 12, SEC, ACC, that, that, that'll that be interesting moving forward. There's just more questions today than I think we've had ever. Yeah. I think we're just getting started. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah.
I didn't have a lot of fun having that conversation, but uh, I felt it was one that hit on the topics we're all wondering right now. So I don't know what the future holds uh, for college football, for the NCAA ahead, for college basketball ahead. Uh, But we face major questions, and we're going to cover it here at Illini Inquirer. Get all your latest information, news. There should be recruiting news coming up here very shortly as well at IlliniInquirer.com. Everybody, thank you for listening. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us wherever you get us, and uh, enjoy the content at the site. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.